listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me today. This is going to be an interesting show that applies to everybody that's in the business of getting business, and it has to do with artificial intelligence. Our topic title today is Uses of Artificial Intelligence in Selling with C.J. Webster. C.J. has a really interesting background in tech sales, especially selling sophisticated solutions to sophisticated audiences. I think you're going to get a lot of great ideas from C.J. today. We're going to put all of his information on the show notes, so make sure you connect with him directly and reach out to him on LinkedIn. Also, if you get something from this show, I'd certainly appreciate a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts and mention CJ by name. I know he'd appreciate that also. Thank you so much for listening. If you have other ideas about guests, people that have written books that have helped you or other speakers that you've seen on client development, send me a note. I'd appreciate that very much. And as always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence, Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my conversation with C.J. Webster. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with Rainmaking Podcast. We've got a special guest today. We have C.J. Webster joining us. And our topic title is Uses of Artificial Intelligence in Selling. C.J., thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Now, I'm impressed with your background. I like the fact that you've done what you talk about at a very sophisticated level in classical sales. And you've got a very impressive career history. And you know a lot about what's on people's minds in sales. And people that are listening to this, they're rainmakers, but really they're in sales. And so artificial intelligence, that's something that everybody's talking about. Uh, Tell me, what is it in terms of AI? We'll start with some overarching themes with AI and selling, and then we'll kind of drill down into some tactical components. But what are some of the top areas that you think AI is going to change the landscape for those in the business of getting business? Well, AI is here and it's not going away. We're seeing AI move within all different industries at lightning speed, Uh, specifically like what we see that's happening in legal tech right now, where there's a large group of companies that are working day and night to bring together new products and new uh, solutions for legal professionals leveraging AI. What I see from a sales standpoint is that I see that AI will help us sales professionals be more targeted in who we're approaching in the market. It will help our value prop resonate with those particular customers. And it will help us fish through data and mine through data in a very sophisticated manner so that we can unearth those opportunities that we typically didn't see in the past. Right. And I also see that from a standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, like I talked about the value prop, right? But I think that marketing will become more sophisticated as they leverage AI as well. And that they started to create more ideal customer profiles, leveraging the information that's stored that you can mine from uh, leveraging AI. And I think what you said, leveraging, I think the two big words in business that people strive for, one of them is leverage and then the other one is scale. How do you think people can use AI to scale when they're, they're in the business of getting business of sales or rainmaking? So I think that first and foremost, you'll be able to, once you're able to ground AI to your particular data set, that's important, right? right? Because beyond that, you're just more so talking about shaping and molding phrases 
and having a, you know, not so much starting from a blank sheet of paper when you're approaching, you know, what's my opening line or what's my question technique or how do I learn about medic? How do I learn about the Sandler, you know, different sales philosophies and methodologies, right? So when we go beyond that, when we go into actual scale, we're talking about taking a look at your customer data, right? And grounding that into AI and then doing prompts so that you can get an outcome from leveraging that AI to say, okay, here's a list of clients that will fit to a T this Mm -hmm. particular solution. And here's an approach that you should take when you are having those conversations or making those introductions to talk about that solution. And also here's your go-to-market strategy that you should employ for marketing, right? And also for promotions and discounts, if you have that type of a a setup in your uh, sales process. Interesting. So it's going to get very involved on a strategic level, as you mentioned. That's right. Let's say that somebody is listening to this and they're part of one of 30 sales reps in an organization or one of 30 recruiters or maybe one of 400 partners in a big law firm. And they're looking at AI and they don't know where to get started. Someone at that level, what can they do kind of on a ground level, on a, on a frontline level? What can they do to really use AI to their advantage? Well, the first thing I would say is um, start to play with it. It's free. It's available. You can go to uh, OpenAI, you can go to Bard, you can go to Claude, right? Start having fun. You know, so I would put in there, you know, maybe maybe test it. You already have a foundation of knowledge. So say that if you have Medic as your philosophy that you leverage in sales in the sales department that you're in, maybe question AI about its understanding of Medic, right? And see what comes out of it. So that way you already know that you have a basis of of information that you were trained on. Mm -hmm. You can test to see how the information is coming back. Then you can start becoming more sophisticated with your prompts. So then you can start pushing it and pushing the envelope. Yeah, interesting. And so what have you used? How have you used this in your business, CJ? So in my business, I use AI, believe it or not, between 15 to 20 times a day. And I use it from anything from basically, you know, uh, checking grammar before I send out, you know, any notification or any any message or correspondence. I will have uh, brainstorming sessions with it. And uh, I've gone as far as actually naming AI at a time, like I'll build the prompts. I'll say, you know, you are an attorney. You've gone to this type of law school. You practice this type of law. And from uh, this point forward, I will call you. Let's say I will call you Larry. Right. Right. And so I create the prompts. And then at at that point, I basically put enough information in there. So now it can utilize its resources and Mm -hmm. bring back responses that I can work with from a brainstorming session. And then I can, yeah, then I can move forward and I can say, okay, Larry, you know, because remember, I build it up. You went to this, you went to Notre Dame, you know, School of Law. You practice, you know, this particular area of law, right? And um, you've been in practice for X amount of years. Now I want to talk about the best way that I should have a conversation with you if I'm preparing to present this type of solution to you. So then I'll tell about the solution, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're using it as your coach, pretty much. That's a good analysis to say, you know, you're using it as a coach. I see it more so as it's leveraging the data that it's sitting on and it's giving me more anecdotal type data to consider in my, my approach. So yeah. I do want our listeners to know, understand this. Just because it comes out of AI doesn't mean that it's law. Meaning yeah. that doesn't mean that it is, uh, you know, we're talking chapter and verse. It's not chapter and verse of the Bible. 
No, you still have to use, you know, the, the thing between your ears, right? You still got to use yeah. your brain <laughs> and your expertise and your knowledge uh, to say, okay, I think this fits or this doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I think where we're headed, and that, that's a great, great thing that you said about the coach. I think where we're headed, Scott, is that people believe because AI is sitting on so, many, so much mountains of data that it is the truth. And we know that there's been problems in AI with hallucinations, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of the legal data and analytic uh, companies are working to make sure that they are reducing errors and hallucination with their solutions that they're presenting to the market by what they call grounding the AI. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're basically grounding it to their proprietary content set. So that means that AI goes there first, which we know is trusted and vetted. Right. Yeah. But as you know, because we are probably talking to some folks that are in the legal world that, you know, the golden rule still stands that if you put yeah. that into a document and I think that goes for sales as well. You put that into a document, you put that into a presentation. It is your professional duty to ensure that it is accurate and valid. Yeah, right, right. This is very interesting to me just because you've worked with some in some big companies selling to big organizations over the years. And I like the way that you have this real personal approach to it. And my philosophy is very similar, that the whole point of technology is to get us closer to people. It's to help us to quickly uh, develop those relationships. Maybe we can scale them. Maybe we can do it in a way that's not spammy, of course, to develop relationships en masse. And then I like now what you talked about, creating this persona or avatar, whatever you want to call it. You're Larry. You know, that's, that's your target prospect. And, and I'd never even thought about that. I think that's a brilliant idea, putting in the parameters. And, and how did you say that again? What was the verbiage that you so used? It's, a, it's prompt. So that's prompt. a new term. So, and just to, to show you how, how much this is uh, moving in legal tech as an industry, uh, there have been law firms that have now been cited in uh, articles that they are training their associates on prompts for AI. Interesting. And so tell me, what's that, that, that definition of a prompt then? Is that like a character quality or characteristic? How would you describe that? So, so I would describe a prompt as basically you are, I would say that. So first and foremost, you know, if I butcher this definition, this is just my interpretation <laughs> because okay. I, I don't have a technology degree. My degree is in uh, English, right? My first degree is <laughs> in English and then I have a business degree. <laughs> so, But I will tell you this. So from a prompt standpoint, as I understand it, a prompt is basically you're kind of like putting up certain guardrails into the AI. So uh, guardrails as in uh, stating that, you know, you are building it, you are training it, you are, you know, giving it some boundaries and, and some and some specifications. I think that's a good term, specifications, yeah. right? So that you can say, you know, you went to, you know, uh, Mendoza College, uh, you know, University of Notre Dame and you received your MBA, right? And then you can say that, you worked in a business for 10 plus years, you've managed these type of accounts, right? So those are three different prompts. So basically I'm letting it know, you know, here's who I believe you to be. Now with that type of tone, right? And that type of intent, now when you're surfing all that data, you have, you know, AI has a little bit more of insight into my intentions from the outcome that I'm expecting to receive. Yeah, which is what every salesperson wants to get. What's the intrinsic motivations of the prospect? How can you serve them in helping reach those goals? And I, think now, I like really- that you say that with intrinsicness because that's where this new thing that's starting to emerge, this new way of selling is called adaptive selling. And adaptive selling, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
So adaptive selling, as we know, like the definition is basically it's a custom or tailored approach to selling, right? But what adaptive selling is happening when you pair it with AI, it's taking, you know, multiple personality assessments. What we know from, you know, the basic type of personality assessments that we have, like, you know, the different, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that we typically use, right? When we were, uh, I haven't had one in like, like Myers-Briggs and whatnot, right? right? And it takes that type of data. And if you're online and you have this plugin, like this one particular company that I'm thinking of, that they leverage AI with adaptive selling. And they basically say, know your customer, right? Which is what we all want to know. So if I'm going to correspond with Scott, or if I'm preparing for a sales call with Scott, I plug Scott into the uh, particular plugin of this specific AI company, this technology-based company. It scours the web looking for your different, you know, LinkedIn insights and information that you that you posted on LinkedIn. And then it banks it off of a uh, set of uh, personality assessments. Hmm. And it says, OK, based on what we see on the Web with Scott, Scott is very direct to the point, you know, and you want to make sure that you're very direct and to the point with Scott, yeah. you know, and then if it pulls up CJ, it may say, well, CJ, you may need to take a little longer building up rapport, right? <laughs> right? So it's giving you like really prescriptive, you know, bullets onto, you know, how to best have a conversation uh, with Scott or with CJ. And I'm just, you know, I'm excited about that type of technology yeah. because we didn't have that in the past, right? We were asking so many probes yeah, <laughs> trying right. to fill it out. Now, that being said, I still think that, again, you still got to use your expertise, your knowledge, your brain, Right. And you still have to say, okay, let me fill this out while I'm on the phone with Scott or CJ to see if it's making sense and if it's landing. That makes a lot of sense. And I think this is different than other tech tools that we've seen. For example, Twitter, when that came out, what was that like 2006 or seven, something right, like that? Right, Got to right. get a Twitter handle. And you would tweet something and your voice is heard, but then everybody else showed up and you tweet something. <laughs> you don't know if anybody's listening anymore. Right. And so I think with this, this actually gives us insight that I think can help us to be unique and distinct in how we approach people. It's almost right. like when, as soon as you have some sort of sales technique, the first people to market are the ones that have the advantage, then everybody else, all the prospects figure out what that technique is and they close up the walls. So I think this is interesting that it's almost like here's a new edge that we can get. Those people that are first to market with this new edge will have an edge. Uh, some things I've done, and I haven't done what you've said about having the prompts, which I'm going to try to do this week and implement some of those ideas. I took a business plan. I created a new line of business called the Placement Club because I do a lot of, or I used to do a lot of training for recruiters, but this is something that I can scale my knowledge into short units of time and reach a lot of people through a membership. And so I took my business plan, put it in OpenAI and was able to get some really good ideas. Even voicemail messages that I leave for people, I put them in there just to see. Some things I've seen, so for example, I went to do a blank candidate submission document without putting people's names in there and just see how it would modify it. It made the speech a little bit more formal. So I can see that I think it's about 80% right, you know, plus or minus, you know, I think about 80%, uh, but any kind of improvement is a win. So let me ask you this then, CJ, are there any pitfalls that people like us should be aware of in terms of using this technology? Absolutely. That's why I'm emphasizing that you must leverage your knowledge and expertise, right? 
still, right? That's to me, that's number one. We have seen situations where AI has quote unquote hallucinated. We've seen that in a court of law where an attorney was looking for cases in AI Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it wasn't grounded, which is important, right? Because it wasn't grounded. AI hallucinated and supplied this attorney with fictitious cases. Yikes. And sites. <laughs> that attorney took that information, wrote a brief, uh, submitted it to the court, right? And of course, the court, you know, there's a term called shepherdizing, right? Which is, uh, or, you know, you have shepherdized if you're with one particular uh, company, then there's a key site for another different company, basically validating the law that's being cited. Yeah. It easily exposed that it was not real law. It was all made up and fictitious. And of course, that 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 attorney had to face <laughs> the judge and, and explain what happened. Right. So that is a pitfall. And that's what I'm saying is that, you know, AI does have a tendency where if you give it too much leeway mm-hmm. and this is being real sophisticated and like the different levels of creativity because they have like temperatures. Right. Yeah. Like temperature you get, you could put in there once you get real sophisticated with prompts, you can go temp. Uh, 0.1, which is like be very conservative in your answer all the way to uh, 1.0, which means I want you to use full creativity right in your response. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so there's a range there, right? But that's when you're getting very, very sophisticated. And I think that as they're doing updates to these AI that, you know, you don't really have to think about that. Mm -hmm. However, going back to the hallucinations and the reduction of errors, you have to be aware that does this, based on my knowledge and what I know about the industry, if I'm leveraging in this for the different ideal customer profiles that I believe that we have or that I have in my territory that I have within my division, does this fit? Does this make sense? Yeah. Right. And if you think that it does not, I would suggest that you don't follow that path. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls is that it goes back to us as people, as humans, not losing track of the fact that we have all this experience and all this knowledge and that we know the market in some cases better than AI. AI is, is going to help us as a resource. It will not replace us. Right. So you, and I'm dropping a lot of different things just in this answer. So, you know, I moved from the pitfalls and now I'm talking about mindset of abundance versus scarcity. Right. And so I think that when I tie it all together, Number one, from a pitfall standpoint, never forget that you have the expertise and the knowledge because you've done the job, right? right. And so that's why when, when we were talking initially and I start talking about like, if you have medic as your sales philosophy, or if you have Sandler, or if you have spin selling or whatnot, right? Or get real selling, you need to make sure that if you're starting off with AI, you know, ask it questions about things that you already know mm-hmm. to test it. And, and to see, let me ask you this. Have you actually used it successfully with what you said that actually result in a closed sale or meaningful introduction? Absolutely. So tell me a story. Tell me about what you did. And you don't have to mm-hmm. mention the person's or the company's name, of course, but what information did you put in and how did that help you to actually close a sale and make something happen with that? Yeah. So for instance, so what I typically will do is uh, like we talked about those different personas that, I, that I'll plug into it, right? And so I'll, I'll tell you the story. I was trying to, uh, you know, really uh, have a conversation with uh, some of the uh, uh, journalists uh, that are in legal tech. And I wanted to uh, learn more about, you know, some of the information and insights that they're seeing within the market. And I want to have a conversation. So this was this was, you know, a conversation about just, 
you know, really, you know, partnering and being professional colleagues or professional peers within the industry. Right. And so I didn't know how to approach them. Now, some people will say, why don't you just send them a LinkedIn connection? Just be, you know, don't even put anything in there. You're like, some people do that. Right. But I wanted this to be like, so on point. So I wrote my little email, right. And then I plugged it into uh, open AI. And I said, Hey, make this more concise. Cause it was long. It was wordy. Yeah. I was trying to put everything in it. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of yours. I read all your articles. You know, I've done this. I've done that. You know, all the typical stuff. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I want this to be short and concise because people only have like a short attention span. Right. And so I need this to hit on point and be very concise, but eye catchy. I always use that eye catchy, you know. And so AI kind of gave me back an answer set. Then I said, OK, let me plug in. Let me go on LinkedIn. Let me look at this person's data. And I said, OK. Here are a few articles that this individual has written. Hmm. Summarize these articles for me, which I have read the articles. So I made sure that they were on point with the summary. And I go, what was the tone? And so AI said, well, here was the tone that the author was establishing in, in the article. Okay, so that's so great. Did you put the links to the articles or copy and paste the articles themselves and open it? I just, I copied and pasted the article. Okay, got it. So you see, we're going down, we're going deeper and deeper, right? We're going more strategic with each step. So once it gave me the tone, I said, okay, well, if I were to respond and be a curious reader to provide the author, you know, the writer with a thought provoking, you know, statement to show that I'm deeply connected to this particular article. What would that look like? There's the magic, right? So then it kind of gave me something to go off of. So then I said, okay, now let me put, now I'm bringing it back. Let me put that email that we wrote that's short and concise and eye catchy, tie all that together. Within seconds, boom, it was done. Wow. And then I look at it and I read it. I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. That makes sense. Wouldn't have thought about that way, you know, taking this particular lens, but I like it. Right. So it gave me something new to think about. So then I took another step. I said, well, drive me three more. So I'm going to pick the best of the three. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And then I sent it out. I sent it out to the uh, particular journalist instantly, instant connection. Right. But here's another thing that you could do. I could say, well, if I see another article like this written from this journal uh, journalist, how should I respond? I always talk about these different things. Right. And so then I will watch the journalist. You know, so now we're getting more into prospecting and stuff like that. And I can talk about that, too. But so then when a journalist would post a particular article, I would comment you utilizing the strategy that I created, leveraging AI to build that rapport. So ultimately, that led to a deep and rich conversation, right? And that led to us having a meaningful relationship down the line so that now they actually will call me if they're looking for certain quotes about what's happening in the industry. Now, I could have gone a different way, right? You know, you can say, you know, but to me, I wanted to make sure that I had meaningful insights that I was continuing a conversation. And one of the rules that I follow is never end a conversation without knowing what the next conversation should be with that individual. Right. right. So it helped me with that. That's great, CJ. This is interesting. It's fascinating. I wish we had more time. Uh, Let me ask you to do this. If you could kind of summarize three action steps that our listeners can take to get started with some of these tools and resources out there, what would those three steps be? So I would say, do not be apprehensive with open AI. I would say first and foremost, you know, I would always say, Look at AI with a mindset of abundance. Yeah. It is here to help you. You are in control. It is here to help you. 
And it's how you leverage it that will be the difference. The second thing is I'm a big proponent of, you know, getting getting your hands on it. Right. And so start trying to figure out prompts that you would like to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And prompts are simple. Don't let that term or a new term that we're starting to hear prompt engineering, you know, give you a build up that anxiety. No, have fun with it. So let Tell me it- ask you. When when Mm -hmm. people are doing this, are they typing in the word prompt colon and then something you can do? You can do that as well. You can do prompt one, you know, uh, a colon. And then you can say you graduated from the College of Mendoza, uh, you know, at University of Notre Dame. You received your MBA. Right. But you see, I'm very think about how specific that was. Mm -hmm. I didn't just say you have an MBA. I said, no, you went to, you know. You know, University of Notre Dame, you receive your MBA, your master. And I, I would put master's in business administration. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm being so specific because I don't want AI to hallucinate on something else. I don't know what else it could call an MBA, but who knows? There's so much information <laughs> out there in the Web. Right. Great. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Third step. And I'm, I'm going back to the basics on this one. And this is not AI, but this is just like I, I always give a plug to my favorite sales book, Ogmandino, the greatest salesperson in the world. I would say, follow the scrolls, you know, and follow that book to a T. There's a reason why that book is still selling to this day and it never gets old. And then couple that with get real selling by Keith Hawk. So I always, always give those, those two books. Whenever I'm talking about sales, I name those two books. So get real selling by Keith Hawk. And then also Augmentino, uh, the greatest salesperson in the world. That's great, CJ. And tell us about your offerings and what you do uh, that you would like for our listeners to know about you. So my company, C. Webster Consulting, we are a company that empowers legal tech companies to win clients, grow customer base, and attract investors. We also have sales coaching available. So having all these years of sales experience, I'm able to help you win clients, as well as scale from a knowledge standpoint so that you can get promoted if that's your goal or whatever your goal is, I help you achieve those goals through coaching. That's great, CJ. Well, this is great. Thank you for being on the show. I'd love to have you back on here in the future. It's almost like I feel like we just scratched the surface of the whole new AI initiatives out there. Thank you so much for being here today, CJ. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.